Live from Matt the Millers, the KCLR All-Ireland Preview Show with Brendan Hennessy. With thanks to Matt the Millers Bar and Restaurant, a great place for a great night. MattTheMillers.com Right, um, I think we're bringing four people on stage now. I think that Robbie Dowling is directing proceedings here at the moment. But anyway, the first man I see on stage tonight, he was the goalkeeper for Kikini before a current Sean stopper, Owen Murphy. His career in management has been strong with a spell with the Dublin Camogie team, followed by leading Kildare to Christie Ring Cup glory and a Division 1B title final in 23 before he recently decided to step away from his position with the Lily Whites after having a fantastic stint. Will you give a nice big round of applause to former Kikini goalkeeper, Mr David Herity of Dunhamagan. Also on stage tonight, we have Martin Fogarty. Martin was with us last year. He's a busy weekend, family-wise. But Martin, of course, was a selector with Kikenny team from 2005 to 2013, which brought with it six All-Ireland titles, including an unprecedented four in a row. That's what Limerick are looking for on Sunday. Can Kilkenny stop them? That four in a row was, of course, from 2006 to 2009. And Martin then became the GA's first-ever National Hurling Development Manager in 2016. That's a role he departed after five years. He is also the father of Kilkenny player Conor Fogarty, who will line out yet another All-Ireland final for the Cats on Sunday. So I think that deserves a huge big round of applause. You're very welcome, Martin, and thank you very much. And we'll be talking the men in Kikini with the hurls. We have two of the finest in the country in relation to Camogie. We have Anne and Angela Downey with us tonight. Don't be looking at me like that. I'll have a fantastic introduction for you as well. <laughs> Anne is the winner of 12 All-Irelands. Are you listening, Limerick? 12 All-Ireland Inter-County medals, captaining the team in 89 and in 1994, and seven All-Ireland club medals with St. Paul's and Liz Downey with one. She led Kikini to the All-Ireland glory in 2016, bringing an end to the county's 12-year wait for the O'Duffy Cup. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear for the wonderful Anne Downey. I mentioned Angela. Angela's also here tonight. Angela won 12 All-Ireland medals, 13 Leinster medals, 8 National League medals with her two clubs, St. Paul's and Liz Downey, just like Anne. She collected a huge haul of 22 county titles and 6 All-Ireland club medals. Her son, Conor Brown, of course, was part of the Kenny panel over the last number of years, and he played in last year's final. I do believe Conor's travelling at the moment. Am I correct in that? Is he in Australia or Dubai or that part of the world? So he's down under, so if he's listening at the moment, he's probably with Vera Powell and the women drinking and having the crack at the soccer. He's not about hurling or camogie. Anyway, will you give our four panel members a nice big round of applause? <laughs> David Herity, you hit the headlines a few weeks ago. You resigned as Kildare manager, but I have to compliment you. You had a fantastic uh, run with Kildare. We read all the great things you've done with him. You had the Christie ring. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be this year. Carlo got to Joe Mack and put paid to your chances in the first uh, matches. I was a hate saying that here, but uh, well done. You've done great with, with a second-rate team. you really done great work with Kildare. I think you were 17 matches, 16, 17 matches unbeaten until then. You've done really well with a small pick. Yeah, things went very well. I suppose I'll only understand or we'll only understand if we've had a, a successful stint over the last five years with them when we see what, what way or what panel turns out in December. Uh, the biggest problem I would see with any developing county is the retention rate. When I took over, um, they just won the Christie ring. There were 16 players left of the panel. 18 of them had left. So you're then ringing around at the ring 74 to try and make a panel in the very first year uh, in players in the county. And uh, I'm just hoping that with the 35 lads that are on the panel at the moment, there's three also injured. Out of that 38, if we, if Kildare can retain 30 plus of that heading into 2024, then I'll be happy enough with uh, my work. But until then, like the whole point is that I was trying to 
trying to get them so ingrained and so passionate about Kildare Hurling that this would just happen there's be a rollover every single year of the same players and you, you try and build that's what all developing counties should be doing with S&C and their, and their skill level so I'm just hoping uh, come December there's at least 30 of those lads if there is then I'll be very happy OK now speaking of strength and conditioning and teams and all Ireland Kilkenny you're out before I come to Martin Angela and Anne uh, the man that took over from you was Owen Murphy we see that dramatic save the last day and his uh, great agile goalkeeping um, what way do you see it going on Sunday when I say that you can look out the window and see the rain falling the forecast is not good it's the spill rain it's going to be a wet Sunday in Croke Park so is that a bit of a leveller because Limerick are one to three favourites to win this match yeah it can be especially when you have the likes of TJ who has who has scored I think it's uh, 11 has 20 points out of 22 from freeze like he's outstanding I don't think the rain or anything like that will phase him uh, the big thing for me is that I do think the Limerick team is a better is better than the Kilkenny team the starting team I do believe that however I think overall they have a better panel than Kilkenny and I do think that the bench if they can stay in that game up until the 50th minute and then unleash your Wally Welch's and Richie Hogan's and, and, and Killian Buckley's Keane Kenny was excellent last day when he came on um, and Killian Buckley if you unleash them then I think Kilkenny have a great chance but they do have to try and stay in it for that first 50 minutes OK and Downey would you go along with that? Yeah, I would, but um, what I would say is once you get to an All-Ireland, it's a 50-50 game. Um, people are talking up Limerick, you know, the powerful team that we, uh, they are. Um, but I think Kilkenny have steadily improved, you know, from the very first day that we saw them in the league, uh, right up, I suppose, to the, the night that said uh, Wexford did the number on them and, you know, going in then to the Leinster final, you know, the battle and the heart that they showed. Um, and every game, you know, going on again to the Clare game, you know, Clare, you know, put uh, Limerick to the pin of the collar twice this year and Kilkenny you know really were so brilliant that night they're hooking and they're blocking and Martin will say that to you the basics of the game is work hard and put in the hooks put in the blocks and I think you know Kilkenny have a real chance um, on Sunday yeah the bench is great but you know but the guys that are starting are great hurlers um, you know they're hungry for this game they're probably really disappointed over last year and I think yeah, they'll definitely be no doubt about it they'll go toe to toe with Limerick OK and Martin in relation to that we talk about the hooking and the blocking and not because of what your lad Connor, but that was a vital turning point in the game the last day Anna's just spoken about that the work rate and the bench uh, he's mentioned that himself um, you know work off the ball you were a big believer in that is more probably important than hurling than when you have the ball it's the work ethic off the ball really on days like this is what counts isn't it yeah I suppose I, I think it'll, it'll come down to the, the the savagery in work rate you know chasing the last ball following a, 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 an opponent that's gone maybe 20 yards past you and keeping after him obviously hoax blocks everything and um so I think if you look at our management and you look at Derek himself and then you take Peter Barry, Michael Rice, Conor Field and on our own Peter O'Donovan um, I suppose that I'm not insulting any of them but saying that nothing was ever easy for those fellas they had to earn every crust that they got and their, their work rate was unbelievable and I think um, they'll be instilling that all during the year into the lads and if that comes true I think we'll, we'll win the game because they just, they just won't blink. They won't give up. If they go down 10 points, they'll keep at it. If they go up 10, they'll keep at it. 
I think ultimately that's what's going to decide the game. Now, you were involved in the four in a row, which I mentioned there, and you put in some great years at Kenny. How difficult is it for Limerick to come to Croke Park? Because there's probably a little bit of pressure. They'll be worried about winning a game, and if they win it, it is four in a row. You don't think about things like that, but there is a little bit of air expectancy from the Limerick people about this team, and yet the novelty is probably gone because this Limerick team have been absolutely fantastic in the last few years, and they are the team to beat. There's some fantastic hurlers. They're a fine, big physical team, Martin, so that shines for them also, doesn't it? But you see, they have, they have huge material, and you know, any team that wins, you have to have material. And material is basically a good mixture of, of a few big lads that are strong and can grab a ball, and a few fast lads that can finish. And when you have that, you're in with a good chance of winning. Um, Anne was talking about the hunger there, but hunger, I suppose, is, is, is two-edged. Hunger is, is, is when you never had a dinner, you're starving and you're mad for it, but <laughs> hunger is when you're after having a nice big juicy steak and, and you like it and you like another one, so right. <laughs> I don't know which end of the hunger is going to come out. Right. But, oh. um, you know, but I mean, the, the four in a row, I think, it means nothing really. Yeah. Um, win four, you win them together or you win them separately, you know, I have no medals, but if it was to win a few... I'd like them spread out more yeah. rather than together. <laughs> well, that's fairly true. And you, or Angela, you won a fair few. I'll give your, your statistics there. You won a lot of medals. But regardless of whether it's Kenny four in a row, you want to see Kenny winning on Sunday anyway. Oh, absolutely. Um, there's, I've been in a few dressing rooms with the Camogie girls losing by the narrowest of margins, and it's not a nice place to be. But you learn from that experience, and I'm sure every one of those Kilkenny hurlers on Sunday, they, they certainly don't want to have that experience that they had last year. What's your good feeling? Anna's just said that she feels it's 50-50. I would be of the same. I think most people would. I mentioned the rain being a bit of a lever, but if anybody can beat Limerick, Kilkenny can beat Limerick, can't they? Yeah, I, I would I would go along with that. I think they're they're um, coming a nice along nicely. They're improving as games go on. I think they're in a little better place than they were this time last year. Um, headspace and all the rest, and there's huge hunger there and motivation and give me 15 hungry players with a bit of determination any day than, than any skillful player, you know. And they they showed, they showed that in the Leinster final, didn't it? Looked they like did. They away. hunted in packs. They did. Yeah. They hunted in packs. They did. And that's what they're going to have to do. They know that. And everybody's expecting Limerick to, to brush Kilkenny aside. And the pressure is all on Limerick. And Kilkenny are kind of coming in under the radar nice and quiet and, you know... Any day you're there, you have a chance. You have a chance, you certainly have. Yeah. Yeah. David, Derek, it's his first year, but technically, like, he's there. He was in the back room like Martin over the years as well. So he's plenty of experience at that level with the management team, even though he's the boss at the moment. But he has been involved over the last number of years. So in relation to going to Croke Park and being involved in big days, that won't phase him. It won't, no. He was involved the, last, the semi-final there a couple of weeks ago was his 17th All-Ireland semi-final between player, selector and manager so you know he'd won 14 he's won 14 of them again when he was in the dressing room he was very much Brian would go around the group and he'd be one of the lads that would be given the dunt basically to say a few words he was um, I'd always kind of would have looked at it as one of the younger lads that he was as a management he wasn't players he was kind of in that purgatory role there of he was seen as one of the leaders McGarry would have been another one Brian Hogan was uh, Henry Shefflin they were the lads that were and Noel Hickey they were the lads that were asked to talk before matches. Uh, I thought he was outstanding in that semi-final. I was I was on row G behind him, and uh, just the way that he's his calmness on the sideline, I thought was phenomenal. When you compared it to Brian Lawn, very good manager up the far side, who was getting very animated with every single uh, you know incident that was going on in the field. I thought Derek Ling just handled it very well. First half, I was very impressed with the fact that Owen Murphy was coming over, asked him a few questions. 
ran over 40 yards same with David Blanchfield same with uh, Paddy Deegan was asking him questions because they were a little bit confused they probably weren't expecting Clare to uh, to go with the sweeper in the first half and then second half when Clare got on top he calmly and just nice and controlled came over to the rest of the, the selection committee and was just like we need energy that was it just a simple message we need energy and the lads then started whipping on the subs but there's no frantic there's no, there's no animation on the sideline there or looking like Jesus we're in serious bother and they were just nice and calmly, we need energy. The boys brought on Keen Kenny, changed it up then by drifting out to midfield, got on the first ball, passed the paddy, stuck it over, scored one himself, and the whole game changed then from there. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned a minute ago the word hunger always comes into it, and I'd be amazed in hurling. Martin used the word as well, savage. I don't know whether it's in the dictionary or not, but it's used in hurling a lot of the time. There'll be a little bit, as Martin said, needed on Sunday. But just go back to the Leinster final. With a few minutes to go, I know we're probably repeating ourselves here a little bit, but it looked like Galway were home on hose, but what I could gather from the game, Killian Buckley had only come on, he probably won three of the best balls he'd ever win by guts and determination, then the ball went down to TJ in the corner, nine teams out of ten might have given up on it, Kilkenny didn't give up on it, next thing it's in the back of the net and you win the Leinster final. That's phenomenal stuff, isn't it? Absolutely, you know, and, and that just instills a confidence and a belief in that group, you know, especially over a new manager and uh, um, that belief that it brought to the whole group as a management team and the whole panel. You know, I, I really think it, it probably galvanised the year for them and probably, you know, in their own heads saying to themselves, you know, that, you know, it's hard. We're a hard team to beat, and I think we'll be a hard pe- team to beat on on Sunday. To be honest, because they will bring that determination and fight without a doubt. Even if you know, I don't think he can be beaten. But even if they're being beaten, you know, um, by two or three points with a few minutes to go, they'll stay at it. They'll stay, you know, hooking and blocking, and you know, working for one another and giving the ball to the person in the better position. But you know, going back to that Leinster final, you know, it was such a, a, a tough game for them, and uh, you know, to be so far ahead. And then to you know nearly end end up losing the game and to come back with that brilliant goal um, um, with Killian you know and he's you, you'd be looking at him and you'd say my God he's a real wrong lad to get a ball you know he's, you'd you say Killian is a back but you know he had to do a bit of a dance around the square before he was able to get the strike off you know and to get that marvelous marvelous goal it was it was just unbelievable you know I suppose one of the best Leinster finalists that we had in a long time I don't think he'll be dancing around tomorrow night will he I, I'd say probably, <laughs> you go home early. probably in bed at night. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> By the way, he's getting yeah. married tomorrow, Killian yeah. Buckley, just a guess. The Limerick lads are delighted here, you know. He's going home after the meal, lads, don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for that. Give our panel a nice round of applause so far. They're absolutely flying it here. Martin, um, we mentioned you were involved in hurling and the game's development over the last number of years, and in fairness, hurling has come on and come on and come on. But just listen to debates during the week and over when it gets to All Ireland finals. Is the ball travelling too far? Because some people are saying that there's too many scores in hurling. For me, I don't think there's enough scores in hurling, but it's brilliant. But Kilkenny last year scored 31 points and still lost the match. So there's a lot of scores, and I think it will be a high-scoring game on Sunday. Do you think likewise? Well, um, I, I think personally, I think the ball is too light. Right, OK. Uh, no, look oh, you've answered one of the questions that was going to come to um, you. So a little bit heavier. It's going, you know, you, you have, like a David here and Owen Murphy and the boys, they, they could nearly score from a hook out. Right. So I, I think, but anyway, I'm not going to change that, but the other side of it is all these scores. Um, so you have to ask yourself, why are they coming? I mean, who's marking who? Right. So, uh, you know, you, you'd say you have to, I often hear lads saying you have to score so much to win such a match, but I'd look the other way and i say you have to concede less. So I would look on it as um, curtailing the guys that are scoring more. Right. And um, this famous modern game now that's being played for the last few years, I don't think Markin comes into it. Yeah. And um, that could be a determining factor on Sunday. 
if our lads get stuck into Limerick and tighten up on them and don't give them room because, you know, to be fair, the level of skill that all county players have at the moment, if you give them a yard, if you give them half a yard, and I've mentioned the lady beside me here 10 or 15 years ago, if you give them possession, it's going to be a score. Yeah. So if you, if you mark... You know, if, if you give a bad player room, they look like a good player. But if, if, you, if you mark an excellent player tightly, they might look ordinary. Right. And Croke Park is a big pitch, and I know hurling the ball travels a long way, but if you get a yard in Croke Park, the opposition, the defender, can be exposed fairly quickly, can't he? Well, it's not bigger than most pitches. Yeah. You know? Well, that's <laughs> but true, but it is big, isn't it? Well, it's, it's not big, really. Isn't it? Plenty of pitches. I Nolan never got, Park, to, I never got to play on it. <laughs> Nolan Park is big. Yeah. But um, it just looks big. But, um, but if you stand off of players... Sure, yeah. these guys are going to score. It's as simple as that. I'm only going on the theory of fellas I worked at have played inter-county football. Evan Kelly of Mead said to me one time, make a blunder in Croke Park, he says you're exposed. Maybe in football, more so than hurling, but same size pitch, and that's very common, yeah. Martin. Yeah. The same size in Comer, it is. It's the same, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what do you make, or Angela, what do you make of Limerick at the moment? Of some fantastic players, we know all about Kilkenny, but uh, Limerick, some great players, and, and I know they're short. Declan Hanna's not going to play, but you can look at Dyle, Kyle Hayes, Dermot Burns in the half back line, Keane Lynch, Tom Morrissey, Peter Casey, Seamus Flanagan up front. He's absolutely dynamite. No matter what angle he gets, he can take scores. So they are a complete team to prove that they're going for the four. But uh, what do you make of them? Well, I was in I was in Croke Park for uh, a league final, Camogie league final that was played after um, or before a hurling league final. That's a few years ago, and uh, we were sitting up in the stand while the hurling match was going on, and the Limerick subs came in in front of us. Now this is at least three years ago, I'd say, and my God, they were absolutely huge. Yeah, the big men. Huge. And they had these long coats that had, you know, the lads, the coats the rugby players wear. Yeah. I'd never seen a GA player. They were JP, they were JP McManus coats. They were so. all, they probably were. <laughs> and they were all singing off the same hymn sheet. They were, every single one of them knew what was giving the ball to, you know, this triangle they yeah, play. And, yeah. and everything happened. They had the names and the ball was going to that one and to going to that one. But they're huge, they have huge physicality. That's the only thing I'd be worried about maybe Sunday if the weather is the way it is like that. It might suit the bigger hurler. But, you know, once you're speedy, they're, they're fierce, versatile. Yeah, like, you know, team, they can yeah. play. I mean, talk and about Garot, hey, pretty back as centre back, like, yeah. and he's coming up then and scoring goals at the other end. And he's six foot four, I think. They're huge men. Yeah. They are huge men, but the bigger they are, the harder they fought. Well, that's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give Angela a nice big round of applause. <laughs> David, the game has changed a little bit. Uh, Martin just mentioned it a minute ago because I've looked at all the games so far this year and the goalkeeper, you were goalkeeper yourself as we know, short ball to the corner, back to the left back, right back, whatever, and it's distributed down the field. There's none, It's all about keeping a bit of possession. Though, so most teams play that way at the moment, don't they? Some of them do, yeah. Kilkenny were doing that. They didn't do it against Galway. They went long for primarily in that, uh, in that match. They lost a lot. I suppose the... the they changed it up there against Clare then, and they went short, uh, obviously, when Clare played the sweeper. The big thing for me on Sunday, where the game will be won and lost, is Kilkenny's ability to be able to negate Nicky Quaid's uh, puckouts. Galway did a very good job of it in the semi-final for long periods. They went short 14 times, Galway. They only retained the ball... Or sorry, Limerick went short 14 times. They only retained the ball six times in the opposition. 65, Galway plugged the holes. The only thing is, Galway ran out of steam... Clare stood off Limerick in that Munster final and Nicky Quaid was able to pick off and set up 1-11 off his puckouts. He was absolutely incredible and everyone will look at uh, 
uh, Galan's goal and the brilliant ball that, that Reedy hit in, a crossfield ball bouncing in front of Galan. But the, it all started from Nicky Quaid hitting a 100-yard pass out to the wing in front of Reedy to set up that. He's absolutely key to the whole thing. And, and last year, we didn't protect the pockets there either side of the half-back line and they got 114 off it. So we have to make sure that Connor that Adrian Mullen are sitting back and protecting and we bring our half-forwards back out again and and make that that kind of war zone that they aren't able to give that perfect ball then into the likes of Galan. So it's, uh, it's absolutely vital. I, I, I think, again, I think Limerick will sit off the likes of Owens puck out the same way they did last year. Kilkenny did manage to get 113 off it, but it, it's if the weather's as bad as it is, it's going to make it fairly dodgy for any back to try and receive a short puck out, try and working it out, you're leaving yourself wide open. So it's, uh, I just hope it doesn't come down to a mistake, a bit like the Rory hayes Clare goal in, uh, in the semi-final. Yeah, because that can happen. It put the pressure on you. And if you do get a bad ball off, off a keeper <laughs> and you have to work to get it into your hand, that's when the pressure can come on. Absolutely, yeah. And that's, we, saw it in the, we saw it in the semi-final, how that game changed because of that turnover from Billy Ryan. So, yeah, it, it will lend itself probably to hitting it longer. It's, it's a case then of, who's more hungry I will say as well that what the two strengths of the two teams for me is even if they don't win the long puckouts, their ability to be able to win that ball back uh, straight away off it by using their physicality if you look at the two uh, important goals there the Galway in the Leinster final Kilkenny lost the long puck out quick ball into Billy Ryan Billy Ryan into Martin Keown and in the back of the net they won that turnover ball further up the field and the same there the last day with Galway long puck out from Nicky Quaid Lenan won it from Galway Gerard Hegarty hit him Lynch turned him over hit it to Reedy into Galan and buried it so even when they do lose it I think the strength of both teams is the fact that they have such physicality when they do lose it and they're able to turn a team over in the, in the danger zone OK that's David Herity we'll be back after the break with Martin Fogarty Angela Downey and Anne Downey uh, give them a nice round of applause folks are going well here in the opening of our preview here from Matt and Miller's in the Marble City in Kilkenny don't forget we have that quiz coming up in a few minutes time two tickets and 500 cash to spend uh, you wouldn't be long spending that in Dublin on Sunday but you have a £500 cash uh, to spend on it. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after that with our panel here at Matha Miller's. The KCLOR All-Ireland Preview Show with thanks to Matha Miller's Bar and Restaurant Kilkenny. A great place for a great night. MathaMillers.com Yes, indeed. Welcome back to Matha Miller's. Before we come to Martin Fogarty here on our panel, we're joined by David Herity, Martin Fogarty, Angela and Anne Downey of Camogie fame. Nice text in here to say, please wish Derek and the management team the very best of luck on Sunday. I will be tuned into KCLR for the weekend from Monday uh, from Warsaw. Warsaw's in Poland, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, Michael Clear. So, Yakshamash Michael. Hope you'll keep him well over there in Warsaw. He's answering back now saying, Dobshi, Dobshi. That's the only bit of Polish. I know. Martin Fogarty uh, mentioned high scores a few moments ago. David has gone the technical side of the way Limerick play and Limerick what he thinks he can do and what Kilkenny have to do. In your view, how are Kilkenny going to go about winning this match from the off on Sunday? Difficult, uh, difficult question. I, I haven't a clue what they're going to do. When you're hurling, you're hurling experience, what do you think they have to do? But you'll have to mark them up yeah. for a start. And, um, you know, starting with these puck outs, I mean, I wouldn't be giving them short. For a start, yeah. look, look what happened to Clare boys with the short one. That's what he was one. saying, yeah. And um, so like is, is straightforward enough. You, you don't give your opponents the ball, and that starts on the puck out. You mark them up, and if you can't reach a lad, you have a hurl in your hand to try and block him. So to me, that's what has to be done because um, you know any players that are that are let loose and given possession, whether it's down on the fourteen yard line or up the field, they're going to do damage. I mean, if you if you give any Limerick player a ball 
back as far as they're on 45 and they have a bit of room to swing you're probably looking at a score yeah. so the key to it is you don't give them possession yeah. and when you have it yourself then you try and score and that's it and keep it accurate yeah if you keep can more, more, more wise than that it's a, on a personal level it's a big day for yourself of course with Connor playing I know all the families it's the same for every family but just as a, as a father probably a little bit worrying and at the same time it's a, it's a great time to have somebody representing the family the parish and the club in an All-Ireland final that's just tremendous I mean you're talking about medals here yeah, and all, all the medals up here. I, I, I have none. So. <laughs> um, well, I was going to say, between the four of you, there you have a hundred dollar medal, so you're all some, right. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> so, well, of course it is. When you have somebody involved, it's, it's, yeah. it adds a huge amount to it and you're just hoping the thing, you're hoping it goes right for yeah. himself and you're hoping it goes right for the team. Yeah. And, um, team first you hope to win no matter how a lad plays if the team wins everything is grand. Yeah. You're looking forward to it, Martin? Hugely, yeah. Yeah. You got tickets? Tickets? You have I don't need them. I know plenty of lads up there letting me in. <laughs> I give a round of applause. Good answer. I might get two off after. <laughs> You're sorted anyway. Are you going up tomorrow night or will you head up Sunday? You'll go nice and early Sunday morning, will you? Uh, we'll head Sunday. I said Sunday. Yeah. All right. Angela, did you get your tickets? You did? The whole pan has one. <laughs> <laughs> only one. Uh, again, I sent to Martin. You're looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be big. I'm not going to delay you too much longer, but it's going to be a huge day. You firmly believe here, Kenny can do it. I do, yeah, and I'm going to enjoy this year because um, Connor is down in Sydney at the moment. So. Yeah. When he's out in the field, all I'm looking at is the mistakes that are being made, and <laughs> you can't give an out and but you can't it is, enjoy it. It, it is worrying, though, isn't it? It is. You're on tender hooks all yeah, the time, yeah. and you just hope they don't make a boo ball like to let the team down or whatever. So I'm going up, and as Martin said, I hope they win. Yeah, and the other I side of it as well, while Connor is playing, and Martin said it's great for the family and all. I know uh, Connor played the last time in the middle of the field last year, but like he's missing out as well. But lads have to live their lives and travel as well. I know there's Limerick lads travel, there's Kilkenny, Carroll lads, they all go away and they have to live their lives to be Absolutely. back. But disappointing, I suppose, as well, the fact that they're back in the final is great, but it's disappointing that he's not part because he has well, travelled. Well, I suppose I didn't ask him now, but I'm sure there's mixed feelings. Yeah. He's, he's been playing like since he left... Kieran's, he spent four years down in, in Cork playing Sigerson with or Fitzgibbon with UCC and he played with Minute then for another two years he decided to change careers and cost me a few more Bob but yeah. <laughs> um, he's been talking about going away for two years now so, so he's in Oz at know, the minute he's in, in Sydney at the moment and he's heading to Perth on Monday week to well, the, the, start his regional work he might so. be going this weekend because they're playing in Perth on Wednesday the soccer team so I say he's gone to the football as well well he, he wasn't in he wasn't watching the women on, on Thursday so maybe yeah. I don't know <laughs> he, could go, he could go early and I have a very interesting question for yourself because you've you done wonders with Kenny as a player and with management winning the All-Ireland and the whole a text in wants to know what would you think if David Herridge took the Kenny Camogie job uh, for next year <laughs> he's not looking at me now <laughs> he did well with Dublin a few years ago he has Camogie experience yeah we met on the line alright uh, David he's a good candidate uh, in fairness you know he has all the credentials and uh, real Kenny man so I wouldn't um, be too disappointed if I saw David going in yeah, yeah. They, were a bit, they were a bit unfortunate the last set of girls weren't they and they were yeah I suppose Miriam Welch this year was a huge loss for yeah. Kenny um, I mean she had she such a year the year before player of the year for um, the All-Ireland and um, getting an All-Star and that and a big loss and then Danielle Morrissey you know again she was brought onto the panel was only on the two weeks when she did her crusade so yeah. um, it was a big ask I suppose you know to have that hunger again but um, the intermediates are in the All-Ireland semi-final tomorrow oh, now yeah. against Derry so um, that's the new crop of players that we'll keep an eye on and hopefully they'll do well and uh, 
uh, bigger things to look forward to. Okay. Well, before we let you all finish tonight, and give us your prediction for Sunday. Don't want yeah, to put you, don't I, want you put on the spot, but yeah, I, I think Kenny, you know, are really in a good place. I, um, I think the hunger is there. I think I know that the work rate will be there, and they all seem to be enjoying their hurling, and that's the main thing. You know, go out with the freedom, and um, on that note, like when you're talking about um, having no one on the field belong to us. I suppose it's not known that Martin here is the first cousin of ours, yeah. so we still have we still have, yeah, we still have uh, interest on the field. You know, will be uh, Martin um, Connor has been having a great year. You know, the the powerful work that he's doing in the middle of the field. Certainly, wish him the best of luck. But certainly to Derek, you know, his first year as manager of a senior team, it's a big day for him, and he'll be just hoping that everything will go right for him. And that the lads will perform, and I think that they will. And I think we'll come out with two points. Yeah. Okay, well that'll be brilliant. Give Anne a nice big round of applause. Thank you, Anne. Oh, by the way, did you get Angela the ticket? You did. Got her ticket. Yeah. ticket she didn't well. pay me for jet though. Oh. <laughs> Angela, you're a good feeling, and what way do you think it'll work out? Anna's going kill Kenny anyway. I don't think anyone will Kenny go against them. So yeah, it's be close. It'll be close. A point will do us. One point will yeah. do. Point and you have to take it, all right. And you, and you don't Lovely. have to pay her, so she's bringing it as yeah, a present, yeah, all right. Yeah. That's okay. I'm her, I'm her favourite twin. <laughs> well, well, well done. Martin, you're related to half the country. Carla football team and everybody have cousins on that team as well. Camogie, Ireland, the whole shebang. Martin, enjoy Sunday. I know we asked you your, your good feeling. I said all of you is go out and hurl. Thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, you're going for the Kenny win anyway. Well, I, ha- I had a hunch at the start of the year that Limerick wouldn't win it. Right. You know, I wasn't saying who was going to beat him, but. Be careful now, there's as, about 20 Limerick lads sitting in front of you there. As, as the year went on, Kenny aside, I was kind of thinking player could do it, but um, they're not going to do it, so that just leaves one to roll them over, so it has to be ourselves. Okay, so that's tricky. Kenny, David, you're a bit nervous because you, you did say at the outset that this is a fantastic Limerick team. It is, yeah. I, I think regardless whether they win or they don't, I, I think they are up there they, with the best team ever because they've had the same 15 pretty much since 2018 I, I think they're absolutely incredible you can spit their names out every single one of them and, and, the, and the subs that they have as well Kilkenny will need goals at least they've got 10 in the last 3 games yeah. I think it's a I'm putting down a 319 to 124 win a point win for Kilkenny well come on David well, well done on that well listen ladies and gentlemen you give them a nice big round of applause David Herity Martin Fogarty Angela Downey and Anne Downey for joining us tonight here live at Matt the Millers in the Marble City Give them a nice big cheer. Thank you very much, folks, for joining us tonight. And in saying that, I also have to say hello to Dara, Ronan and Sadie. They're stuck in Cork Airport. They were to be here with their daddy, but their flight was delayed in from Spain, but they will be home in time for the match. Live from Matt the Millers, the KCLR All-Ireland Preview Show with Brendan Hennessy. With thanks to Matt the Millers Bar and Restaurant, a great place for a great night. MattTheMillers.com Ladies and gentlemen, keep your texts and dedications coming 083-306-9696 on the dinners ready dot ie text line. And just when we have a little bit of reorganising here in Matt Miller's, proud sponsors of our outside broadcast tonight in our match preview and the build up to the All Ireland final on Sunday. Don't forget we have the homecoming and the civic reception hosted and funded by Kilkenny County Council uh, and the Cahirlock and the elected members uh, will be there on Monday evening and uh, it will be a great evening of entertainment. Burn Church will be there to Kilkenny's. We have lots of entertainment uh, coming up and uh, that all starts early in UPMC Nolan Park but the team will be arriving at Castle Road at 7pm but the idea is to get as many people as possible into UPMC Nolan Park uh, for the arrival of the team and as I said there will be lots and lots of great entertainment uh, on stage. The chairman of the uh, county board PJ will be introducing the team on stage 
and there'll be lots of music and celebration there on the evening of Monday. So that is the situation there. Right, there's a lovely crowd here in Matthew Miller's. There's a nice crowd in from Limerick. There's a big crowd in from Kilkenny. And uh, we're having a great time. We're well fed and watered here. Plenty of refreshments. And they've uh, travelled from right around. OK, folks, coming on to stage now is a man that was with us during our semi-final uh, outside broadcast. He has eight All-Ireland medals to his name. He was part of Kilkenny's panel for the famous four in a row from 06 to 09. He's been part of the KCLR team across the inter-county season. And he will be also with us again on Sunday when he gives his pre-match, half-time and post-match analysis. He shares his club with the Kilkenny manager Derek Ling, with both Kilkenny legends playing their trade in their playing days for the Emeralds. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome on stage Aidan Taggy Fogarty. Also coming on stage tonight is Dermot Healy. Dermot managed Offaly from 1979 to 1986, famously winning two All-Irelands and four Leinster titles. He's the only man to lead a county other than his own to All-Ireland glory, but he did so all managed Kilkenny from 1988 to 1990. He's got a brilliant CV. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dermot Healy. Give him a nice big round of applause. Okay. And also on stage tonight... Mark Dowling, Mark is the Kilkenny under-20 manager. He was also with us the last time at the preview to the Clare match. He was also the last manager to win the county championship with a team other than Ballyhale Shamrocks when he led Dixborough to success back in 2017 when they defeated James Stevens in the final. So let's hear from Mark Dowling. You're very welcome back, Mark. Good to see you. Now, because it's local radio and uh, we're a commercial radio station, before we do talk to the three lads, we have to take a commercial break. And we'll be back after this to Matt Miller's. Yes, indeed. Thank you too, and welcome back to Matt Miller's. Right, as I said, we'll have Lester Ryan later on, and Niall Bergen will be coming up to us. It's getting a little noisy here, it's nearly as noisy as Croke Park, but Dermot, it's great to see you. I know I've given you a nice introduction there, and I know you're a proud Conaghy man, you go back a long way there, but uh, great track record in the hurling, and this is the biggest weekend again, All-Ireland weekend, of, of course, and uh, Kilkenny there, up against Limerick. We've spoken already about how good this Limerick team are, but in your view, do you believe Kilkenny can go up and bring back another title? Am I on there? Yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, there, yeah. Dermot, yeah. Uh, I do, yeah. The simple reason, I hope Kilkenny win for two reasons. First of all, it'll be a victory for Kilkenny. Secondly, it'll be a victory for Hurling. Because Hurling, Kilkenny are playing skillful Hurling, and uh, that's that. And if they continue playing that against Limerick, Limerick won't be able to deal with the skill, the moving the ball fast, and uh, all that. Limerick wants you to, when you get the ball, hold on to it, and then there'll be form around you, and your next thing you're on the ground. And, you know, that's the way they play. But if you move the ball fast, play pure hurling, and uh, you'll beat Limerick. Because we've always been told that hurling is the most skillful game in the world, and has more skills than any other game. And in recent years, a lot of those skills have been taken out of the game. So, you know, for that reason, Kilkenny need to win and prove that hurling, the way you win in hurling is true. Okay, you go along with that, Mark. You did go for Kilkenny in the semi-final, of course, being a proud Kilkenny man. And in fairness, they did the business against Clare. Yeah, absolutely. Um, look, I expected to be a, a close match again. Uh, just chatting there, Dermot, about the weather conditions likely to be wet. You know, so they'll probably have some bearing on it, but. For me, I suppose it, it, it'll most likely break down to Owen Cody or Aaron Galan, which of them is going to have the big day, I, uh, or else someone else pops up maybe, as has happened before. But uh, I think the two of them are, are on fire really at the minute, and, and if Kilkenny can cope with Galan and the space around him, and if, if Limerick can cope with Cody, I mean, 
I think for me that'll be the deciding factor and could throw Tom Morrissey into that mix I think he's having a fantastic yeah, year he's excellent uh, but I think I think taking those marquee players out um, marquee forwards out for either side might go a long way to determine it Goals will be crucial, and uh, we've mentioned, our previous speakers have mentioned the goals Kilkenny have got, so a few early goals from the goal-getters would be very important on Sunday. Yeah, and like, uh, look, we, we've, we've, we probably this year, I'd say, started slowly in relation to uh, taking goal chances and have improved hugely over the year with, uh, in that regard, and, and now seem to be in a rich vein, vein of form in relation to, to taking our chances in front of goal. Uh, I think, look, from a Limerick perspective, looking at... Mon Cody, Adrian Mullen, Billy Ryan, TJ Reid, these lads in front of goal. I think uh, f- from a goal-getting um, perspective, they're, they're uh, possibly more dangerous than what Limerick have to offer in that regard. Yeah, OK. Tanky, you uh, went for Kilkenny, obviously, in the semi-final. You had big belief that they could do one over Clare. They did. Uh, you were involved in the four in a row. We mentioned earlier on about the four in a row. As Martin Fogarty said, it doesn't really matter. If you get the four in a row, you get it. But if you won one and won another one somewhere along the line, they're all Ireland wins. So the moral of the story is Kilkenny have to go up there. They've got the stream with it. And for Limerick, they'll concentrate on winning a match, as I said earlier on. But... For you, that's a man that has a great track record with Kilkenny. You're from the same club as the manager. You've played alongside him. You've played with him. What's your feelings for Sunday? And what? Uh, and how was Derek at the moment? Because obviously you were probably in touch with him during the week, or maybe he's gone into hiding for a while. Yeah, um, I was talking to Derek a couple of weeks ago, and the furthest he's going is mass. So he, he's he's not talking to anyone. He doesn't want to talk to anyone. He's just he, going to listen to the priest, and he certainly doesn't want to talk to me. That's for sure. Um, but look, yeah, I'm looking forward to a great contest on on Sunday. Um, Look, I think it's going to be a real arm wrestle. I think it's going to be 70, 75 minutes uh, held for leather. Um, I think we've learned a couple of things from last year. I think we're in a better place than last year. Um, I think we're um, panel-wise, we look a bit fresh, we look rejuvenated, and we're getting a kick from our bench. So in terms of, if you're comparing this year to last year, I think we're in a way better position. Um, albeit Limerick are building as well. You know, they're a quality team. They know how to win on big days. You talked about the four in a row, and I, I was listening to the, the guru, Martin Forty, on the way in the car as well, and he's dead right. The four in a row is being bandied around, but they, they just want to win as much as they can when they can. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's this year, next year, or the year after. They want to keep their legacy going, I suppose. We're not even talking about legacies for them players as such. They just want to win what's in front of them. And obviously that Ireland final is on Sunday, and Kilkenny are there to stop them. Um, I think it's going to be a right battle. There's a few key matchups. I think uh, Galan uh, inside in the corner, he's on fire. Tom Morrissey as well. Early on in the season, Tom Morrissey was kind of pulling limit through at times, you know, getting vital scores, winning frees, catching balls, and, uh, you know, just kind of really kind of stemming the tide of the opposition team. In saying that, the half back line, I think, of Limerick and the half forward line of Limerick has to be curtailed. That's where Kilkenny really has to kind of, I won't say dominate, but definitely match him. Yeah, their half forward line done all the damage last year. Didn't Absolutely, one thirteen they got from play, so yeah. that just has to be curtailed. And I think the middle third, the famous middle third, as you call it, and you talk about statistics and you talk about matchups and all that. At the end of the day, it'll come down to the hooks and the blocks and the determination and the fight. And do you know, what? you can't have a bit of hurt from last year as well. You can't, you can't forget that. You know, and I suppose I remember we we got beaten again tip in twenty ten. We, all we wanted to do was go back and play them in 2011. Whether we were going to win the game, we didn't know, but we just wanted another crack at them, you know. Yeah. 
From a Kilkenny point of view, I think the lads will just love another crack at Limerick. Yeah, okay. Dermot, it's a fair achievement, Derek, in his first year. I know I mentioned to Martin and Angela and the lads earlier on, he's been involved in the backroom team, but to mm. be managing a, an inter-county team mm. in the first year, and you've been there and you know what it's like, and it's mm. uh, difficult, and the pressure of social media and the pressure of delivering and the whole lot, but it's a phenomenal year for him to bring the team to the final, and if he could win the final, it'd surely be a, a, a very, very good year. Absolutely, and uh, I think Derek has, has a good background, like as a player, that he was with Brian Cody for a number of years and then what impressed me was when they took over the under 20 team on the 20 team that didn't win at minor level he came on and won in All-Ireland and, and he was my favourite to take over from Cody and he, he's proven everyone right like he's, the, the team has come on and uh, the, the, the performance against Clare that day I was very impressed from the hurling point of view from the determination and the doggedness right throughout the game and uh, you know it was just fantastic and just summed up like with Conor Fogarty's block down yeah, that was something else you know so th- those were the type of things that's the type of thing that win in all Ireland the, going for the impossible yeah it certainly mm. is um, Mark they haven't changed the team they've gone with assembly now there's been talk that David Blanchfield picked up an injury and he might not start but the team was picked and he's been named now I know this new rule we spoke about this before the teams has been named on a Friday a lot of things can change by a Sunday but mm. uh, the fact that he's named the same 15 Limerick have done the same so the two semi-final starting 15s are the two that we've been told so I don't know how much we can read into that but there was a little bit of talk about David having an injury that he might not start I don't know what the story is there but yeah, yeah there's obviously been a lot of talk about that I, I think it, the way it's gone now you can't really tell who's going to start until you know literally to take their positions because uh, a lot can go on in the last 48 hours really and, and injuries now you know there's there's such good uh, medics and that attached with the teams you know so th- uh, things can turn around fairly quickly uh, there's rumours even today that uh, I think uh, Declan Hannon was mentioned that he was back in the mix now Obviously, how true that is, who knows? But, but I think until the fifteen line out against the fifteen, you know, I won't be too sure. But you'd, you'd have to imagine both of them. I don't think both of them have a history of of naming dummy teams or anything like that. No, so, which is fair enough. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd imagine they'll, they'll go with what they have there. Yeah, because sometimes you can see teams picked uh, the Dublin footballers or devils at it. You'll see four lads with high numbers the minute the ball is thrown in, and you say, "Where did he come from?" And you're looking to see who didn't start. The football, but, Yeah, just, we stick with the small ball for the minute. But uh, it, it's it's kind of proof that like a Dermot said he's, he's done his job Derek and he's gone with the selectors and they're, they're confident in what they have and yeah. Taggy mentioned the bench as well and the bench worked wonders the last day Yeah I saw an interesting thing there during the week and um, I think the Kilkenny bench have more or less outscored the Limerick bench this year in championship match uh, twice over so it's, it's had a huge impact and yet we hear an awful lot about the Limerick bench but if you look at uh, the Kilkenny Championship matches, like the the the, the plays that the, the Killian Buckley and Walter Welsh and these guys, Richie Hogan's intervention the last uh, winning the vital free, um, you know they've had a huge impact. And I think Kilkenny have a brilliant mixture now on the bench. They have some youth and then massive, massive experience yeah. and lads who they know. Uh, that will deliver. They know how to win, you know, and lads they can depend on for that last twenty minutes. But uh, yeah, I think that the, the middle third of the of the game, or the the, the the third quarter, I should say, of the game has been Limerick's strongest uh, all through the championship. And I think that's the important, that's the key third. I think it was it was or the key quarter. It was the key quarter for the uh, Limerick Galway match. You know, it was then to put the, the, the foot down and, and kicked on. And I think that's the key, going to be the key quarter for Kilkenny as well. Yeah. Taggy, you've been involved and we know all the great work that you've done and we've won. But just 
There's people out there tonight listening to the radio, and they mightn't be as directly connected to Kilkenny hurling or Limerick hurling or hurling in general or GA. Just put yourself into your shoes on the morning of an All Ireland final and explain to the Mrs. Murphy's listening out there is what it is for a player. Because John Power used to always talk and still talks about the bus journey into Croke Park and how nerve-wracking it can be and these are things you've got to deal with so just from the time you get up in the morning of an All-Ireland final from your experience as a player what's it all about? Yeah uh, look first of all on the Friday night when the sheets turned over and your name is on it um, it's an amazing feeling it's what you're working for since a, since a young man you know a young kid that's all he wants to do is uh, play in an Ireland final and play with Kilkenny um, and I think the build up then once it's named on a Friday night it's getting through the Saturday um, you know everyone has their routines and stuff I had a routine I, I go for my walk and I, I try and meet as little people as possible because uh, I didn't want to talk about the game I didn't want anyone even saying anything that might get into my head about the game or I give away anything about the game or our team or anything like that so I didn't want to meet anyone at all I get my steak and uh, my veg around 6 o'clock and I'd watch a, a sporting movie with a bit of uh, a, any given Sunday was my go-to movie on a, on a Saturday night to get me motivated for, for what, a Sunday morning what was the movie? any given Sunday any given Sunday right um, and then Sunday morning ah, look it's, it's surreal on a Sunday morning you're kind of waking up and the whole thing is about the match and your family are wishing you well they're not even saying I hope you win they're just kind of wishing you well it's, wishing big, it's big for them as well it's huge it's massive yeah. and they're in the crowd as well and they're just praying you don't break a leg or you're not taking off or you know, nothing bad happens yet like they're just saying I hope it goes well for you and whatever happens happens and you know you're, you're, the only place you want to be and the only place you feel safe is getting into Langton's and getting in around the team because that's you know everyone else is in the same boat right and uh, I used to go to my mother's grave actually in the morning um just, just for a couple of minutes, just, just as pa- I was passing by, by the house, and then uh, you'd be driving up through your town, and special moment, you know, the flags are out, you're seeing all the kids and all the parents, and the jerseys are going down, getting the buses up to Crow Park, and you're going the opposite direction, and they, they kind of see you and they wave to you, and ah, look, they're, they're just really good GA people, you know, and it's a good wholesome kind of a, a feeling, and it's it's a pride of the parish, and it's you've hurled for your club for so long, and then you're going up to the biggest day of all, you know, eighty two thousand people hurling for your county, trying to get over the line and everyone's wishing you well and uh, yeah and then look you, you, all you want to do is get into Langton's and you meet the boys and then you kind of forget about it for a while and you're having a bit of banter on the bus on the way up and everyone kind of has their seats and I sat beside Eric actually for, for many a year uh, the two of us in front we had, we had a good seat the tires was in front of us and we mo- used to meet all the boys going down and we, <laughs> we, we'd be chatting to them and we'd be taking the piss out of my way you know yeah. and Henry used to come down I'd say around around uh, the um, Oh, around Nace he'd come down for a stretch and he'd be all he'd be moving and mooching around and so we'd be laughing he was, did you have the Merdira cake last night and this kind of crack he, oh god I wasn't going near that you know, but, uh, but it's good look, have a bit of banter take your mind off the game is and, it a bit uh, nerve wracking when you get towards Dublin when Croke Park comes into sight just about to say it Brendan yeah 100% yeah. after Crown Plaza then after the few sandwiches and tea the bus wouldn't be a sound, you know, to be just, it's focused now, we're going to, we're going to war for 80 minutes and whatever. Would you have, would you have a team song or anything? No, on the bus or no? No, no, no. absolutely not, you know, there'd be, there'd be a few lads maybe messing down the back, but after five minutes, that kind of stay quiet as well. And right. There wouldn't be a word and there'd be, um, you know, to be a, a guard escort in two bikes and you'd be zooming through the, the Dublin city, the capital, and everyone, you can see all the crowds and the jerseys, but your head is down. Well, my head was down and some people have music on and, my head was down, kind of not looking outside, not getting distracted. Yeah, so and it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a sound in the bus now. And that's, that's, that's the moral of the story from the house to there, it's all about focus. It's all about focus, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then from Crown Plaza to, 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 to Croke Park, it was just pure silence and getting oh. ready. Okay, Dermot, you've done it all as a manager and uh, you're a pro, Kenny, man. You had great success with Offaly as well and you've coached a few great lads. Martin was
was informing me some of your background work over the years, Kieran's as well, and you have a great track record. So for Jerry going in there as manager as well, I suppose he'll take the approach, as we said, Taggy just said, he's just sit beside him on the bus. He's well used to going in on the bus and he'll have all his job done before he gets there. He'll have the bulk of his work done, will he, before they get the Croke Park, as will the Limerick Yeah, he's manager. been through it all, like, and he'll know exactly what the players are going through this week. I remember when often we were in the first All-Ireland, yeah. I remember about the Monday or Tuesday night in training, I said, now this week, lads, the tension will be high, you'll be ready to flip any time. I said, you'll go home some evening and the wife or the mother won't have the dinner on the table and you'll let fly. <laughs> and one that put up his hand, already did it, he said. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you see, on, on the, the Croke Park thing, you know, I was really conscious of, of the... Um, when you arrive in Croke Park, when you go out on the field... Yeah, the walk-around. Uh, no, no, but oh, even going out. For the match, yeah. I remember I had to warn the Offaly players about... They won't hear noise, they won't hear shouting, they'll hear a zooming sound. I remember a prominent Kenny player um, actually fell on the field as he went out. He, 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 the legs buckled and he collapsed. And I remember asking him afterwards, what happened? He said, the sound. Right. Yeah, and, and the other thing I used to warn the players about was not to look up in the stand. Like, if you go out in Croke Park and you look up in the stand, there's 80,000 people roaring there. It kind of a very intimidating effect. And the Offaly team, even during the parade, just to keep their eyes on the ground. But in that first All-Ireland, I remember Pori Corden was captain. And usually he had a very good game all the time. But the first half that, came, that day, he didn't play well. And he played very well in the second half. And afterwards, I said to him, what happened it's in the first half? He said, I did everything you told me until I went up for the toss. And when I turned away to walk back to my position after the toss, I looked up in the stand. And it took him half an hour to recover. Right. So these are the things you have to warn Small players things. about. Small things. But they're very important. They certainly mm. are. Yeah. Mark, back to the hurling. The boys have given the preparations there and they're vital little things for management and, and, and players getting there in the hole. But in relation to the game, it's going to be a belter, isn't it? And I think from the throw-in, Martin mentioned the word earlier on, savagery. I think uh, my good feeling is on it that it'll be hell from leather and it's going to be a tough, tough match for the 70, 75, 76 minutes that we're going to have. Yeah, you'd imagine that it's going to go to distance, all right. I think a lot is made out of the Limerick physicality, but I think Kilkenny are equally as physical. Uh, maybe not as big all over the field, but equally as physical in the tackle and, and as to use Martin's term, as savage in the tackle. Uh, and I think they're well known for it, and I think any opposition, particularly Limerick going in against them, will know that. Um, and I think Limerick will be very wary of Kilkenny. I think they would probably be the one team that they didn't want to meet in Ireland yeah. when they were going for four in a row. John Keenan has been appointed. He's a great referee, but he's he's a known referee for allowing things to he let them go. He got in a bit of bother, I think, for the Munster he final did. a few yeah, years ago, he but did. he lets things go. Yeah, last year he got in bother for the Munster final, but he did let it go. I thought I thought that day he possibly let it go a little bit too much. Yeah, like I suppose. Ultimately, there is rules there, yeah. and you know it's good to see it. All right, and I think he was very welcome. His appointment was very welcomed by the hurling people around the country for yeah. obvious reasons. Makes, makes for a great. Yeah, viewing. no, it is. No, it is great. But I suppose from the manage, management point of view, that can become a bit frustrating to yeah. you if if players are, we'll say, blatantly being fouled. Or whatever. If it's a free, it's, it's a free. Exactly, a yeah. free is a free at the yeah. end of the day. But no, look, I think his appointment will will ultimately. Um, Will help in the spectacle, but yeah, I'd imagine it's 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 ha- certainly has the potential for a, a, an all-time great final. It certainly has. Well, we've to take another break, lads. We'll be back to you in a moment. I'm on stage with Aidan Taggy Fogarty, with Mark Dowling, and with Dermot Healy. Give them a nice big round of applause, folks. We'll be back after this break, and we'll have a few more questions for the lads before we're joined by uh, Niall Bergen and Lester Ryan on stage here at Math to Miller. So we we'll take a break. 
The KCLR All-Ireland Preview Show with thanks to Matt Miller's Bar and Restaurant Kilkenny. A great place for a great night. MattTheMillers.com Yes, indeed, and uh, we're joined there on stage, as I said, by Aidan Taggy Fogarty, Dermot Healy, and Mark Dowley. Now, I was talking to Mark there, we are talking about the team and the whole lot and the way different things go. Um, will there be a little bit of, we won't say over-reliance, but TJ is the man that everybody talks about, even though it's a full panel game, Taggy, but at the end of the day, he always averages 12, 13 points, and last day out, he became the highest scorer in inter-county hurling with a phenomenal record, and uh, from place balls and from his sideline cut the last day was exceptional, but all players are nearly capable of doing that, that do that nowadays, but uh, it's a huge day for TJ, but nothing ever faces him, does it? Uh, it's massive for uh, TJ, but like, um, I, I, some man, to be fair, like, his display in the, in the semi-final last day was just immense. You know, uh, he didn't score from play, but he got around the field. Um, I was on radio with Steph Brendan. We talked about he's on the 14-yard line, picking up balls, um, clearing them down the line. He was bringing players into the game. He was catching ball. He was winning frees, and he was putting them frees over the bar. You know, just a super player. And I think he's gone full circle. You know, he went through the years where he was scoring the three ten, and you know, scoring one six or one seven from play. And now he's probably he's probably timing his run a small bit where you know that maybe the legs. He hasn't got the 75 full minutes in him, but um, he'll certainly put the back to the wall. And what he'll do is he'll draw players towards him. Limerick lads will watch him. You know, they'll definitely talk about him. They'll talk about Owen Cody. And I suppose that's where, from a Kenny's point of view, you'd be hoping other people will stand up. And we need to stand up. Um, we know them two boys are in great form. Um, we need four to six forwards playing well uh, on Sunday to get over the line and we need the rest of them pulling in as well because uh, if you rely on two players it will come back to bite you you know you will get caught um, but I have every, I've every faith in every one of them yeah I would too and, and, and saying that term is a huge uh, day for Tom Field and you know Tom is realistically a new kid on the block even though he's been with the team for a while uh, I know John Donnelly's been there the whole lot but Tom Field and Martin Keown these fellas are potential goal scorers and I mean you don't play an inter-county hurling team unless you can score goals and get plenty of points but over the few months these fellas can knock in the goals so for players like that you know TJ and these lads are the household names but Tom and Martin and these fellas are making big names for themselves they've had an ideal opportunity and as Taggy said earlier always somebody stands up and stands out on All-Ireland final day as well it's the same in county finals so it's a huge day for everybody as such that is, and I'm delighted for Tom Field because yeah. I know him from McConaughey and, he, do, yeah. uh, and I've been working on it for a while and the one thing that stands out with Tom is his very strong character and I think that's one of the key things in hurling often when I was at Offaly people would say so-and-so played, played a great game the other night and I, my answer reaction is what kind of a character is he? Right. And if that is character, you can develop his hurling. And Tom has character, and I'm delighted he's playing so well. And uh, actually, uh, w- w- I wish himself and his sister, Roisin, is captain of the Camogie team playing tomorrow as well. Right. So and the Field and family are going to be very busy it's this busy weekend. weekend. <laughs> a great day for Conaghy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and before we move back to Mark, um, we spoke at the half-forward line for Limerick last year. This weekend, our half-forward line is David Reedy, Keane Lynch, Tom Morrissey. And as Taggy said, 113, the half-forward line scored the last time. Sure, I'm sure Kenny have done their work on that as well and as Martin said if you do your marking and restrict other teams from scoring you can do your job as well as scoring at the other end of the field that's a part in the department that Kenny have to improve on on last year's performance mm. anywhere else you think they have to do anything else to, 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 to get over the line on I, I think the main thing is moving the ball fa- not delaying with the ball right Limerick love that and, and uh, if they move the ball fast and uh, keep the ball moving, they'll, and they're direct hurling, and don't start the team coming back like how Galway did, bringing back the forwards in a defensive mood. Uh, so, like, keep attacking and trust the forwards above to win the ball. 
Uh, long puck out, short puck out, just hold possession as well. And just I, yeah, like the ball can travel longer can, yeah. and faster than ever. So I'd make use of the, the, the new ball as well. Okay. <laughs> Let it up there to the, if you get to the full forward line, all the better. Yeah. Make it better. Mark, yeah. your good feeling on that sort of play as well. Fast ball as well. Uh, yeah, and I wouldn't be afraid to go long, more long on the puck outs against Limerick than, than short, because I think it allows them too much time to set up, and they get very deep, and it's very hard to hit your inside forward line. So I think the quicker the ball goes up there, I think the better. And uh, from puck outs, I, you know, I think long puck outs are as important as short. Um, yeah, look, and I think the, 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 um, I mentioned already the space around Galan and and limiting his threat. Uh, they, they seem to be masters at, at at creating the space for him inside and then delivering the right ball for him. So I think that's key. On 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 our own side of things, I think trying to create space for own Cody is because he's every bit as dangerous, if not more. And uh, you know, I think maybe possibly making sure our, our shooting accuracy is good from out the field might help draw them out a little bit and create a bit of space inside. You know, but. Uh, yeah, look, there's so many areas on the field on both teams that, you know, in a team talk, you'd, you'd really have to target. But, I mean, you can't do that. Like, and, I mean, it's impossible to target every line on the field. And, and you know, you have to, at some point, leave some things up to chance and, 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 and back yourselves and go toe-to-toe, you know, player on player. And I think the Kelly are more than equipped to do that with, with Limerick. And I, I think Limerick know that. If it ends up being the wet day that forecasters saying we might have a lot of rain across Croke Park and Dublin, hopefully not. But if we do have that wet day, it is a leveler, I know, from my own experience. Today, but how much would that change things uh, for either team on Sunday if it's a wet day? Yeah, I was chatting to one of the lads earlier there today uh, about that. I, I don't know, and Taggy would be in a better position to answer this than me. Uh, no, he's into the dancing. He's not yeah, into the dancing. But I just, I, I don't know in Crow Park how much of it, uh, unless yeah. it's torrential rain, yeah. you know, uh, how much of it, it's, you know, on club grounds and, and we'll say, we'll call it lesser grounds, it might be a bigger factor, you know, a wet day. But the pitch is so good up there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, unless it's an absolute downpour, I, I think. It might be a few slips and tricks. Yeah, I don't know. Now, Taggy might have an opinion, a better opinion on that than me. But Did you ever plan a real wet day up there, Taggy? Yeah, I have played in there with the yeah, uh, the Ireland against Sip in 2009 was wet day. Well, that was wet, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, look, it, the pitch is such a good surface. Um, look, to be honest, at this kind of stage of the season, I don't think any player or any team wants to play in the rain. And right. I think, you know, I think both sets of teams are as skillful as each other, I think. Now, the, the flip side of that is they've all been training in the rain because it's absolutely lashing in Kilkenny and in Limerick for the last four weeks. So they've been training in it. They have, yeah. Look, whatever's thrown out, yeah, yeah, there'll be slips and there could, there could be a mistake here and there, but I don't think it's going to have that much of an effect on, on the actual out, out result. Not in Craw Park. Um, the, the other one was obviously we played Limerick in a, in a semi-final, I think it was. And it was, I, I looked across the field, I was a sub and I was, I was warming up and Martin never put me on, but I was looking across, <laughs> I, I, I was, I, I was looking across at, uh, at Jackie Tyrrell and I couldn't see him and that, that was torrential rain. But the standard of hurling was very good though. Hold on for a minute. Why didn't you put him on, Martin? He wasn't playing well. <laughs> as simple as that. And, I, I, and I, agree, I agree with him. It's saying that we're going to take a break. And when we're going to take a break, uh, Kilkenny's number one supporter joined us. Jim Rowan is here tonight from Carrick Shock. Give him a nice big round of applause. Well, good man, Jim. We're going to take a break. We'll be back to the lads for their final synopsis. And we'll then be joined on stage by our final two guests of the night. We're live at Matt Miller's in Kilkenny. Yes, indeed. And that's where we are. Right, we're going to wrap it up with the three lads. We're joined on stage by uh, Dermot Healy and Taggy Fogarty's with us and Mark Dolan. Dermot, uh, if it was a match when you started a few minutes ago, me on the microphone, it'd actually be into half time. The band to be on the field. Hard to believe we're on stage over 35 minutes, but there you are. Time flies when you're having fun. Dermot, your prediction for Sunday? 
A Kilkenny win. By much? A, a, a win for Kilkenny and a win for Hurling. Uh, it'd be a couple of points, I think. Yeah. Okay. You're very confident in that? I am. I'm, I'm very. This Kilkenny team have been proving all year. Like if you take last year, how close we came to beating Limerick. Yeah, only two points. Yeah, and we're, we're vastly improved. And, and against Clare, I was very impressed with the performance that day. Okay. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, look, sure, I have to say, Kilkenny. And uh, I think last year will be a factor. Uh, but I think the, something in my gut, I mean, the, the last two matches, Leinster final and semi final, they just seem to currently have a knack and finding a way of winning matches, even even when they look like, you know, Leinster final was dead and buried. You know, and uh, sometimes when a team is in a role like, on a roll like that, I mean, players, there's different players coming up with big moments in every match, so. Do only have to do it one more day? And I think either way it's going to be close, but I think if Kilkenny are close, I know they were close last year, didn't get there. I think if they're close to history, they, they surely will. Okay, and you have your tickets? I have a ticket, yeah. You have your tickets as well, Dermot, you did? Dermot has a ticket as well. Taggy, you have a ticket, you got a free one. You're with Casey Lohr. You're doing pre-match half-time and full-time on our commentary on Sunday. Uh, before we do hear your pre-match on Sunday, what's your pre-match tonight? What's your prediction for Sunday? Yeah, um, look, I suppose we're talking here about how to stop Limerick, but don't forget, like, I think Kilkenny are coming with a serious, serious outfit. And I think Limerick were very worried about Kilkenny, and I think they'd be very worried about Kilkenny in an Ireland final. And I suppose if you listen to Derek during the week, just small, if you read through the lines, like, he's coming up to attack Limerick. And yes, of course, they'll sit down and they'll, they'll pick out one or two aspects of Limerick's play, but they won't concentrate on him too long, because I think that'll actually take from Kilkenny's performance. They prepare themselves, they prepare for their own strategy, and they prepare for their own dominance on the team. And as I said earlier at the beginning, I think it's going to be a right little arm wrestle. I think there's a couple of aspects that we'll have to cut down on in terms of Nicky Quaid's puck outs. I think we'll have to push up on him. I think we'll have to go toe-to-toe with him. I think we have the men to do it. I think that's our style of play. You know, talk about the short game. I think this game is going to be a long ball. It's going to be breaking ball. Yeah, there's going to be a few shorts uh, here and there uh, to get out of trouble. But all in all, it's going to be a traditional type game, I think. And I think um, one big thing for me is Kilkenny, they were letting lead slip. Uh, against Galway, there was an eight-point lead they let slip. We were five up against Clare, and they were came back, and they were two up um, in um, t- twelve minutes gone in the second half. So I'd be afraid of that. And with that, the third quarter, as Marks mentioned already, that's where Limerick push on. And I think we really have to stem the tide in that third quarter. They'll come out with some sort of a plan, or they'll come out with some sort of a, a drive where they'll see four or five. If they attack on six or seven points, they're going to be very hard stop. We're going to have to nullify that. We're going to have to keep in the game, keep it to a two or three point game. And if we're in that in 10 minutes to go, I give us a right chance. And, you know, with, with everything, Derek, obviously my own club man, but I think he's gelled them really, really well together. I think we have a real fighting spirit. I think he's a great spirit in the camp. I think it's a great kick out of that bench. And I think, you know, you can show everything at him and there's a bit of hurt there. And uh, look, I am going for Kilkenny win uh, okay. by, the, by the finest margins, you know. Okay, well, thanks very much. I look forward to your company on the microphone on Sunday. And thanks very much for joining us tonight, Taggy. Give him a nice round of applause, Aidan Taggy Fogarty. Have a nice big round of applause for Mark Dowling. Well done, Mark. And also to Dermot Healy. And thank you very much for joining us. Giving us your time tonight. Let's give them a nice big collective round of applause. Thank you very much. We'll be joined on stage in a moment by Lester Ryan and Niall Bergen. And Burn Church will be back with us to play two lovely tunes before we finish tonight as well. Do we need a break? No, we don't need a break as we are. Thanks very much, lads. Come on, give them a nice big cheer as they make their way down there. And don't forget, we have full live commentary, half past three on Sunday, live from uh, Croke Park. Lester and Niall are going to take their positions on the stage. We'd have a bit of music in a few minutes' time. And, of course, Niall was with us. Kenny Minor, manager, manager, of course, earlier on in the year. And, of course, 
Uh, really needs no introduction, Lester Ryan. He was part of the Kilkenny panel that won All-Ireland. It's in 2011, 2012, 14 and 15, and he captained the Cats to All-Ireland glory in 2014 when they defeated Tipperary in the replay. He won two county titles with his club, Clara, in 2013 and 2015. You're very welcome, Lester. How was things in Clara? Yeah, good. All good out there, yeah. Raining in Clara as well, it is. Yeah, it's great. It's been a great summer now since July, so loads of rain, loads of grass. You're looking forward to Sunday? Yeah. I think it'll be a good match. Uh, last year, I thought Kenny had a great chance and just fell a small bit short. Um, and they're better this year, so hopefully get the win. Okay, and Niall, you predicted uh, at the semi-final that they'd beat Clare, they did beat Clare, and the lads have just spoken about the character in which they showed in the Galway match and the Clare match, but over the league and over the course of the championship, they've had a few good days out, and to be fair what Dermot says, they have really improved, haven't they? I had a Brendan in a huge way in fairness and they're doing an awful lot of learning as well um, over the springtime as well um, you know not every game was playing sailing they had their ups and downs the league final of course and one or two other games as well but I think that built an awful lot of character and uh, it brought that group even uh, tighter together as well um, the semi-final against Clare was a tough game but they showed their resilience again in the last 20 minutes and I think that's going to be needed again of course on, on Sunday um, you think back to last year 65 minutes, 66 minutes on the clock, Richie Hogan put the ball over the bar and the game was level. And you, if you're like any person that day, you'd be saying to yourself, take, you know, get, get Limerick down the home straight and see where they're at. Um, they did so last year, narrowly lost out, but this year I think if they're in that, in that position with a couple of minutes to go, I do think they're good enough to, to win the game. Yeah, I mentioned the lads earlier on, uh, Derek, he's gone with the same team. Yeah, he's gone with the same, gone with the same team. Um, in fairness, the spirit there is fantastic and the way they're using the bench, you have the likes of, like, there's, there's another county in, in the country that call on Walter Walsh, Killian Buckley, Richie Hogan, yeah, uh, yeah. Parik Walsh. You know, it's phenomenal. I mean, you consider what they've been through and the experience that they have to bring on to, onto the field as well. It's, uh, it's, it's huge. So, like, you know, I think the Kilkenny bench, you look at it man for man, they're, they're a stronger bench than the Limerick bench as well. And it's going to be needed, of course, on Sunday. Yeah. Lester, we spoke with Martin Fogarty earlier on, and we were just talking to Martin, had a bit of fun about the size of the pitch. It's no different than any other pitch. In actual fact, he gave me the full dimensions when he got off stage. It's a yard shorter than some pitches, Croke Park. But the point it would make is Kilkenny going to Croke Park, you know, and trying the Shamrocks and the Kilkenny club teams, and over the years, they've all had experience in Croke Park. So it's really not a big challenge for a Kilkenny player heading to Croke Park because they're used to playing there, which is an added bonus, is it? Yeah, I'd say, like, a lot of those Kilkenny lads, like the TJ Reid, Richie Hogan, they're, I think they're heading towards their 14th All-Ireland senior final between draws and everything. And they just they probably just love playing up there um, why wouldn't they like um, so it's definitely it has been a pitch that's been kind to Kilkenny so you know the last few years Limerick has started to dominate but I think Kilkenny up there are definitely more comfortable than any any team in Ireland really yeah. and uh, like uh, Niall said there about the bench like you put the two benches together and you take most Kilkenny lads uh, no matter how biased we are if you were neutral you'd probably take most Kilkenny lads as well and the scoring ratio is, is much better than any other county team this year as well yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even the bench this year has been used brilliantly. Like um, Killian Buckley, Keane Kenny coming on. Like Richie Hogan came on. Patrick Walsh. Patrick Walsh coming on. Like uh, probably got a point the last day, I think, didn't he? When he came on. Yeah, yeah. R- Richie won a brilliant free. Like he took, you know, all his experience there to in the corner. He was isolated completely on his own. Like yeah. and a bit of cuteness about that. No other lad could do that. And, and I'd say before the ball dropped, he says, "Why is it so far away?" But he <laughs> raced over to get it. Yeah. yeah so like you, you, you need that that experience. It's one thing Derek has done brilliantly. You know, a lot of lads were saying at the start of the year when he took over. There's going to be a kind of a, he's going to wield the axe and the older lads will be gone and the under 20 squad will be in and 
he's just decided to use it differently and blend lads together and you know create a, a unit that you see flowing in and out traditionally you start your team and if a lad is playing bad he's whipped off now if a lad goes on and does his job he's whipped off because the job is done see Killian Buckley coming in and the effect he's having Richie Hogan Wally Welch who caused Limerick serious problems last yeah. year I mean I think Limerick made three or four changes just to well, get he, a handle on him he's last got year. the physicality as well he's a big he, man isn't yeah, he yeah and yeah. for 10 or 15 minutes he caused him a lot of problems and you know subsequently found out after the match that Wally was injured so yeah. that was last year now you know he will let's say him Richie Parry you're going to probably see the full bench use there with Kenny yeah and now in relation to the teams you know you'll hear about the Adrian Mullins Connor Fogarty in a bit of the park William O'Donoghue Darrow Donovan and so on in the midfield pairings but the, the men that never get a mention realistically in hurling until they do something phenomenal and the two men I'm going to mention have done something phenomenal Owen Murphy and Nicky Quaid we have two of the best goalkeepers in the history of the game and these fellas could have a major part to play on Sunday again because think back to Owen save there the agility and the save there and Nicky has brought up some tremendous saves in the championship this year also 100% uh, there's no doubt about it as a matter of fact, you go back to 2018 and Limerick against Cork, and that save Nicky Quaid made um, when to, to, it was a it was a, a, a game defining save back in 2018, and uh, you know the margins were so fine when you think back to 2018. Uh, Limerick lost, sorry, Limerick lost in the park in 2017, the qualifier, and uh, John Kiley and Paul Kinnerick were involved over the team, and there's people knowing the park that day, and they were kind of scratch their heads what way are Limerick playing? Why are they going short? Why are they doing this? And in fairness to them, they stuck to their guns. The margins are so fine. The year after, Cork, I think it was Seamus Harrandy, brilliant block by Nicky Quaid. Um, and just the margins are so, so fine. Limerick, the rest is history now, and now they're going for four in a row. And on Owen Murphy, of course, like he's just he's simply outstanding. Um, yeah, that save the last day was just... You know. And the fact that it was near the end of the game, I suppose, it was earlier in the game, and yet there was some tremendous saves earlier in the game as well, but it was phenomenal, wasn't it? Ah, it was incredible. Yeah. Incredible, you know. You just you slow it down, you look at it whatever way, like, you know, yeah. it's just incredible. And uh, the timing of it, of course, as yeah. well, 72nd or 73rd And a bit of minute. luck then. The crossbar was a bit of luck as well, because it parried it up. Yeah, but look, you're, you're, yeah. if you're going to win anything, you, so, you, need, you need that, you need that goal luck, for you as yeah. well. Like, but uh, look, he's been just simply outstanding since uh, he came in there back in I don't know 13 or 14 or yeah, thereabouts yeah, yeah. she's there since uh, 2011 oh. 11 is he yeah, yeah, he was yeah. outfielder for 2 or 3 years that's right third goalie yeah, 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 you'd love to be running out yourself there son the Leicester you would <laughs> yeah jeez obviously but uh, no age has gone against me no, I don't think I keep it still look road, fresh you still look fresh I'm going to put yeah. a fiver on Clara for the championship this year <laughs> yeah, if you want yeah <laughs> good bet well listen we're going to take a break when we come back on stage we have Niall Bergen and Leicester Ryan give them a nice big round of applause we're going to take a break and we'll be back straight away live from Matt Miller's Yes, indeed. We are at Matt Miller's and a huge thank you to everybody who participated tonight. We're not finished yet. We've about 10 minutes to go on stage as Lester Ryan and Niall Bergen. And Niall, of course, the Kenny manager of 2023. Uh, Niall, we're coming near the time, I suppose. I mentioned tickets, everyone. You surely have tickets being the minor manager. No problem there. But uh, you're, you're heading up and you're really, really looking forward to this one. Cause oh, sure, 100%. 100% like this day. It's the, the Blue Ribbon event, um, a massive occasion for everybody involved. And, uh, you know, when you look at you just touched on minor, and that's the whole that's the whole plan, is that you bring players through each year. And um, in fairness to Derry Kling, it's something that he has done really, really well. Uh, he made subtle changes. Leicester touched on him there with the older fellas coming off the bench. But also, I think last year, Keane Kenny was the, um, was the youngest player on the panel. Yeah. Uh, now, all of a sudden, they have 921s on the extended panel and uh, that's huge for the future Billy, as well Billy Drennan the great find as well yeah yeah absolutely Timmy Clifford and, and others yeah, as well you know yeah. but it's that's massive as well so that as well as obviously being ultra competitive
Kevin, looking to win the All-Ireland again, of course, on Sunday, but also setting the county up and the team up for the future as well. It's massive. Yeah, Leicester, it's a massive spectacle. I mean, 82,000 people in Croke Park hurling. Best field game in the world. Probably the best game in the world from a spectator's point of view. And I mean, people that haven't seen hurling before will see it for the very first time on Sunday in different parts of the world. And everybody absolutely loves it. So it's a huge occasion. Uh, everybody loves it. The Kilkenny is the cream, creme de la creme, I suppose, in hurling. And a win would be magnificent on Sunday because Dermot has said it. It would be, it would be a win for hurling with no due respect or no indictment on Limerick. It would be massive for hurling if Kilkenny did win it, albeit they've won more than anybody, but just to stop the, the, the Limerick run. Yeah, like I suppose Limerick are going for four in a row. That's what Kilkenny achieved in that run from 06 to, to 09. So to stop that, like, remember after Kilkenny lost in 2010, you think no team is going to ever, you know, do it again. Do it again, that run. And now Limerick are on it. And, you know, but for, you know, Kilkenny Batman in the semi final a few years ago, they probably would have it nearly at this stage. Um, and COVID broke it up a bit. But that Limerick team has been dominating for a few years now. And definitely they're coming in this year. And, you know, they had to shake up a few things. They're trying to replace Declan Hannon with William O'Donnell, who gone back centre-back. Yeah. You know, that's actually weakening midfield and it's weakening centre-back because Hannon is better centre-back. And Sean Finn was, you know, nearly hurler the year a couple of years ago and he's, he's gone. Now Mike Casey has to go out not starting last year and he has to try and mark on uh, Oh, nearly hurler the year. So, like, Limerick, you know, Limerick have enough to do as well. They'd be busy. Um, you know, Kilkenny will, will definitely be, be targeting those areas where they're going to try and keep, you know, the likes of Barry Nash, he's going to want to be on his own. They're going to keep him busy. Well, you know, Billy Ryan is not going to let him just sweep up and, you know, and that's, we're still having mentioned even TJ Reid and that yeah. football line, like, <laughs> so, you know, there's no, the Limerick have to, they're making up for the loss of Hannon there. They're struggling maybe to get as good a year out of Hegarty as he had before. Keen Lynch is struggling with injury. Oh, you could see a few spots that Kilkenny could target and Kilkenny are definitely more on from last year. Limerick are maybe not as you know, they're not they're not they're not full they don't have Declan Hannon, their captain. Right. And this is their second year in a row, maybe they're with one of their main players not being on the pitch. So you'd hope Kilkenny can you know. Okay, well I have a simple question if you know before we finish, it's your final answer, yeah, alright? Kilkenny, Kilkenny by five. Alright, give me a nice big round of applause, that's Lester Ryan and Niall Bergen. <laughs> he, said, six? he said that very quickly. Um, um, look, it's got to be. I think it's got to be extremely tight. Um, and as I said at the start, if Kilkenny, if Kilkenny are there, they're about 66, 67 minutes in. Um, you'd certainly fancy him with the bench that they have as well to come off and uh, come off the bench. The lads come off the bench. Um, experienced heads um, to, to, six, to steer him. Uh, I didn't say six. No, I didn't say six. It'll be it'll be tight. Um, last year was there was two points in it, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise me if it, was, if it was that tight again. And this time in Kilkenny's favour. Okay. Well, Listen, thanks very much for joining us tonight, lads. I'm sorry we're running out of time, but uh, you did a great job for us, and thanks very much, Lester. Good to see you again, and thanks. Now, give us a nice big round of applause. Niall Bergen and Lester Ryan. Warren Church are coming up onto stage with us uh, to finish up tonight. They're going to do the Rose of Moonkind, and they're going to have a little bit of it's coming home. Live from Matt the Millers, the KCLR All-Ireland Preview Show with Brendan Hennessy. With thanks to Matt the Millers Bar and Restaurant, a great place for a great night. MattTheMillers.com As well.